and welcome to the Truth From Ruth podcast with me, your host, Ruth Ross. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to episode six, season one. This is the final episode. I can't believe it. It was once just a pipe dream, and now I have recorded six episodes and a trailer of me telling you all about the trials and tribulations of my life. Or bits of my life, not all of it. Uh, Just bits that I think would benefit other people listening. And I think it has been a positive thing, me creating this space, because I've really benefited benefited from it. I've never spoke openly about all this stuff before to even my closest friends or family. They've had snippets of what's happened, but I feel that this has been a place that I've been able to really delve into the beginnings and the middle and where I am now. So it has been a good experience for me and I want to continue so I'd love to make season two and it's been a way that I've been able to connect with people and communicate and I think the more we do that the better so that we don't feel that we are so alone and so that we don't feel weird or, you know, we're just humans and we all all deal with different things. And this episode is pre-recorded because, as explained last week, I am currently in Peru. So I'm going to do a little Christmas bonus episode when I get back. Um, Obviously when it's like nearer Christmas. Um, And you may hear a little firework bang now and again, but it's just the time of year. Oh, the dogs will be hating it. Uh, but yeah, let's begin. Episode six. Today I wanted to talk to y'all about self-acceptance. I was going to do confidence with self-acceptance last week, but the confidence took over the time of my episode. So I decided to do self-acceptance for the, the final one of the season, I just thought it was actually quite a nice way to round it up. And for so long, you know, when I spoke about everything, for so long, I just wasn't accepting. And I just thought, well, I'm me and I've been given this body and I've been given these privileges and I... But I, I, I want to be, be like this image I've got. I want to be like her. And so I fought for so long to achieve this image and this body. This is just one example that I'm I'm sharing mine. And then, as I explained, when I got to that image and to the person that I thought I wanted to be, I was never so foreign to myself because I hated myself. I was even more self-critical. I was more confident in some ways but in other ways you know behind closed doors I was just criticizing myself all the time I was getting more and more anxious I couldn't really focus on what I felt passionate about I managed to do some like coursework and things but my life wasn't as vibrant because I was too busy about like using all my time to you know worry about calories and counting and um 
other things that diets sort of consume you with. And there was just this constant battle for so many years where, you know, I would lose a lot of weight and then I would be on eggshells and I would be like, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I've got control, I've got control. And then something would take over me and then I would be out of control again and then I would maybe like gain a bit of weight and then I would be in stress mode again and I couldn't focus on anything else because this was just all, this is like the diet culture and and how much it takes over your life and um, you know there was no way I was thinking about doing acting or comedy or starting my own business or um, doing like focusing on any other passions because I just was always striving to be when I'm this image I'll be happy I'll be confident I'll be um the the person I want to be and so from me chasing that all the time I had no time to enjoy the life that I was living and and the present time and it totally threw me when I got to the the say weight that I was aiming to be and I had the I was fitting into that certain size of clothes it threw me because I thought I'm still not good enough I'm still not enough. And I was like, how's this happened? I've achieved what I thought I had to achieve to feel worthy and feel confident and feel like I could do stuff, but it was crippling. It was making me feel worse and I just, I was flabbergasted. And I'm not going to lie and say that people don't treat you differently when you're thinner. You do, you do get, or you used to, in my experience, so... Like when I, I noticed the difference when well I had I had been heavier at, at sort of towards the end of school and then obviously got treated like absolute dirt from boys in my year and from other males and some girls and you know just just in general um uh, older people as well sort of saying stuff to me um like I remember bouncers and stuff like was just, I remember like we were trying to go to a club once and he said something like, oh, where did you get those jeans, Evans or something like, and I was only a young, a young girl and I just thought, and my pals were kind of laughing and I actually felt really like nice, that was when I was a bit bigger and I actually felt really nice in this uh, top and I had like white jeans on and then he said that and I was just like, I just wanted to go home because I thought, oh my God, everybody's laughing at me. Uh, you know, so all these things, like there was loads of things. And um, so, but then when I lost all this weight, like boys would start to be nice to me. Um, girls would start, like other girls would want to be friends with me. Like everybody just seemed to want to be friends with me because I looked good. My opinion seemed to matter and people would listen to what I had to say. So... I can't blame myself for believing that my worth was on my size because that is what around me was being fed back. And then it wasn't until I got, I was living in London and I was just so miserable in the job I was in. I just felt like trapped because I had to pay rent and I was working in this like luxury retail shop and I've, like obviously the benefits of that was like I've still got some of the friends that I made there but I was just like hiding in the cupboard 
every day. Like, I absolutely hated it. I was surrounded by wealthy people um, who were fine. Like, the customers were actually all right. But being surrounded by wealth and Knightsbridge when you're feeling so poor and everybody looks immaculate and I worked on third floor so I wasn't really like second floor had like more model like sales assistants um you know and then <laughs> uh, um judgment with that as well but you know I got on with everybody in the team and stuff uh most people and the you know there was no windows in the shop um I just I just felt so it was just you know the salary was really quite rubbish and then it was like that thing of adapting to a new city and I just felt like I had no time for myself because when you're doing retail it's like you're working five days of the week and then you've got two days off which is normal for most people but um I just it was just a really drab time and it was in Knightsbridge which is a really wealthy area in London and it's just like you just don't feel worth anything because you're just surrounded by that all the time and it's not that some people weren't lovely and it's nothing to do with people who are wealthy you know I'm not saying that you know super wealthy people aren't lovely as well I I just I'm more meaning just like that culture it was a cultural shock for me um I was it was the job of of most of anything that I, I just was hating um and just lack of lack of sort of love for myself and then I remember a couple of people who worked there were so rude like I would again it was like I would never stand for that now but when you're when I was bigger I just didn't feel like I had as much backbone to stand up for myself and if I had anybody around me who was getting spoken to like that now I would 100% stick up for them and it's not to say that people should have stuck up for me, it wasn't that, a lot of the time it was just I'm annoyed at myself for letting people away with certain stuff but we learn from it and um, at least that way I can put myself in other people's shoes but I remember being in the the shop and I was... um, never asked once for anybody's opinion but I remember this guy was like oh why are you eating that um you know I can I can tell you you need to eat this for breakfast this for lunch this for dinner like you shouldn't be eating all this um junk food or I can't remember what I was eating but like I never asked for his opinion and then there was this other woman and she's like oh we need to like help you lose some weight um I'm going to give you my number and then I'm going to phone you at 6am every morning and um, I hope, I'm hope i just going to check that you're out running. These are colleagues, like these are people I have not, hardly know, I don't, I don't even really like them, I've not asked for their opinion, I'm a, a woman who's a size 16, working in a luxury store, I'm nice to everybody, I'm minding my own business and I'm doing my job and I'm getting targeted by these two people every day saying, oh, have you have you followed the diet plan I gave you or what have you got for lunch today? Like, that's the kind of stuff I would get in that shop. I just thought the bloody audacity of it. Anyway, I left the shop. I had enough. I didn't want to work for a few months. I just decided I was going to have my notice in 
I was applying for media jobs, I was applying for radio jobs, I was applying for, I don't know, just stuff, like I thought maybe I could, I still hadn't admitted to myself that I wanted to act again and perform again, so I was like, well, maybe I could do extra work, maybe I could uh, work behind the scenes, but then again, like people were like, um, okay, so... Right, well, I was like, oh, maybe I just want a bit of experience in TV. and But I hadn't, it was so weird. It was like I hadn't put two and two together that actually I wanted to perform on front of the, the, the camera. But I just was like curious and I was like, oh, just, it'd be maybe nice to like be on sets and stuff. And then I remember somebody um, my friend knew who worked in TV. Um, I, says, I was speaking to him once and he's like, right, so what is it you want to do in TV? And again, I didn't have an answer because I hadn't really worked out what I wanted to do but I just knew that maybe something along the media line or performance or something like that so I was applying to like all these little uh, jobs and wasn't really getting far with them but I just I just knew do you know when you just have a gut instinct and I was like I just need to leave this job and I'll work it out and then I was uh, volunteering in a dog's charity uh, because you know sometimes it's good just to be with animals and then I think I started dog walking and I knew it wasn't like my career career stuff but I was just needing to have a bit of time away to like reconnect with myself and try and work out what I was what my my aim in like not my aim in life but like what I was what I do and just trying to work out what stage I was at and and uh, just try and unravel that a bit um, and it was a, such a good decision like it was a really good decision leaving that job I knew it was the right one and I got into a little bit of debt and stuff with it um, but I don't regret it because I worked it all out and um, I just needed to put myself first and it wasn't good for my health or my mental health being there anymore and I just thought right I'm just I'm going to leave and I did and at this time, I was definitely still trying to strive for, you know, a smaller body and a healthier body. And I think now that it's important to try and be healthy as in, you know, if if you feel like moving about makes you feel better because you get endorphins and you get dopamine because you're giving yourself compliments and you're being kind to yourself and you're doing things that's good for the soul then I think that's the most important thing and I think that's what I've realized when I've become more mature and um, I've learned a lot it's not all about body size anymore like it's more about um, trying to accept who you are and I think there needs to be more support for different body shapes and less judgment and less discrimination against people who have different size bodies because as I said before like we live in a world that's full of different people and it's not healthy to just try and squeeze everybody into one lane and it's not exciting it's more interesting if we're seeing people who are being represented from every angle it's more interesting because that's the world that we live in um so I really hope that we are getting better with that and I'm so glad that there is now body positivity on social media and there is still a lot of fat phobia like 
there definitely is but I do love seeing people who are all different shapes and sizes um you know loving themselves and wearing what they want to wear and showing up because it gives little people an image so that they know that they're okay as they are because we all we all are born with certain gene- uh, genetics and constantly fighting against your genetics is just a waste of a life because once you realise that you've got gifts and you're here for a reason, that stuff won't matter as much. And there's more research being done now where, you know, BMI isn't the be-all and end-all and people can be bigger sizes and still be healthy and, you know, people just need to mind their own business. Like, it's, it's, it's honestly nothing to do with you. If you see somebody who you have an opinion of because they look a way that you don't feel comfortable with, then you really need to put a mirror reflecting back on you because it's, it's really nobody else's business. It's your body, it's your life. And I'm so grateful now, and it makes me feel a bit emotional still, but when I see different body types on TV or on um, social media, I just think, yes, good for you. Come on, about bloody time. And it makes me feel hopeful for the future. And it also makes me reflect on me as a wee girl. And I think... I wish you were on telly when I was wee because then at least I would see that when I got older, so we're not talking about age five, six, seven, you know, when I was like feeling myself, loving myself, like I can achieve anything. When that started to change when I got a little bit older, if I had people on television who were looking like the way that my body was changing into then maybe I wouldn't have had to go through all those years of hell with myself. And it makes me feel inspired and passionate to share and support the people who are going out there as themselves and showing us that you can be successful, you can be inspiring, you can write, you can perform, you can present. You can laugh, you can travel, you can do all those things. I just think it's amazing. And it just, I mean, the reason it makes me feel emotional is because I just think about all the people who don't share their gifts because they don't feel like they deserve to because they don't look maybe the way that they, they want to look or they're not from the background they think they have to be from or, you know, all these different things and it just makes me feel really sad because I think everybody's got gifts and the world deserves to see these gifts and just please don't let... please don't let your confidence or your lack of confidence keep you quiet because you deserve to share all your skills and the world needs it because there's only one of you.
And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for other people. Do it for the younger generations. Do it for others around you. Do it to make the world a better, more inclusive place. And in terms of like media and television, like I keep saying television, uh, like TV programs, I'm drawn to things that have different body shapes in. Because for so long, especially bigger bodies, they were always um, put in there as the, you know, the joke character or the funny one and the bigger sort of body frames would be made fun of. And then when these, there's still like a long way to go, but when something's written and it's got a normal size person in it, a normal everyday person, I believe the story's more relatable, it's more believable, and it just intrigues me to tune in. Like I remember um, Chrissy Metz was on This Is Us, if you've not watched This Is Us, it's cheesy, it is absolutely brilliant though, <laughs> so good. But I remember like watching that, I remember being intrigued because I seen a video or I seen like a trailer and she was in this drama and it wasn't a, she wasn't a comedy character in it, she was one of the siblings so she was one of the main characters and the first, I think the first episode is about her way and there there is, I think maybe the first season or something is sort of does talk about her way and her struggles and stuff but then after that it's just a normal woman falling in love having kids um having a career and it's like yeah because that happens all the time so it makes it more interesting when it's believable and everybody's not looking like chiseled models and none offense on chiseled models because listen if you've got the genes you just work with that. But I'm just saying, when we see representation, it's like a breath of fresh air. And then self-acceptance with me right now, I, I have to be honest, it's it's a battle. I, I, can't, I can't say it's a battle because it's not back and forth like it was before. But it is... I have to say it is still tricky sometimes because I want to be a healthy fit person and I want to give my body because I love myself so much so I want to give my body like loads of good nutrition but I also want to eat what I'm wanting to eat you know if I want different sweet stuff then I want to nourish it in that way as well and give myself what I feel like and not beat myself up about it. Um, as I mentioned, I love walking. I love going to like, there's this really good spin class. And it's like literally, the instructor is the best. Like he's so great. He's got so much energy. He always plays the best songs. Like last, uh, yesterday he done Naughties um, versus 90s. And it was Mambo number five, it was uh, Steps, it was Spice Girls, it was um, just all these like banging tunes. So I love exercise that's fun. Like I don't really like all this like, right, 
keep going. I hurt my voice saying that. Keep going. Keep pushing. Like that's like punishment to me. So I don't like to punish my body. Um, And I like to listen to it when it needs a rest and when I feel like I've got energy and I want to burn. So I do, I have I have got a love for movement and I do like to go walking and I know the things are good for me and um, I enjoy it as well. Like I just want to do stuff that gives me good feelings now. Um, and I do write down now a lot of how I feel and, um, you know, although I don't want all my journals to be about binge eating and how I feel the day and um, what things have been triggering me and why do these repeat things keep happening you know although I don't want all my journals to be filled with that I do have to recognise that there is some problems there still and sometimes that can get me down because I think oh I just wish that I didn't have to think about this stuff like I just wish that I was able to be 100% in my in my own sort of body and I just do things that I feel like doing without having to overanalyze stuff but unfortunately because things are so ingrained in me from you know the beginning it is a long process and I'm I have to say I am well and I am healthy but there's some things I have to sort of check myself for still even today and um it doesn't control me anymore I'm able to believe in myself I love myself I know what I'm capable of I know what I can achieve I'm empathetic, I'm supportive and I'm proud of like who I am but you know honestly there is sometimes times where I'm still, it's so ingrained in me that I don't even realise, it's like but then it is still in me and I have to just sometimes accept it but also be aware and, and still keep questioning stuff. So like, for example, I was at a fitness class yesterday and then I was like feeling a little bit hungry and then I was in the shop and I didn't even really know what I wanted because I was more thinking like, what were healthy stuff, quotation marks. Like I wasn't even thinking like, oh, that pasta looks amazing and all that like wrap looks really tasty. Like that wasn't really in my box of what I would usually have after a, a fitness class. And then I was like, this is so weird because Ruth, you can have what you want. You don't have to put the brakes on. But I could physically, like not physically feel myself, but I could mentally feel myself like putting brakes on. And so I know that there's still things I need to work on and I want to be honest in this podcast, like I'm not going to, like I am I am healthy, I am better, I would say that I am recovered but I still have things that I have to work through. Um, you know, my friend was visiting me in March and she came, so it's like things that I still hide because I'm embarrassed by it 
and for example it was um like scales like in my kitchen and I was like weighing cereal or something now that's disordered eating like I shouldn't I should just be able to go to the cereal cupboard and pour what how much cereal I want but because it's so ingrained in me that's an automatic thing I do and the awareness is there to the point where I was like, oh, I'm a wee bit embarrassed by this, so I'm going to hide my scales when I've got my friend visiting. But then one morning I forgot to hide the scales, and then she was like, what are you doing? What are you weighing your food for? And I was like, oh, and I felt a bit awkward and a bit embarrassed. And I've still got, like, weight scales in the bathroom, and they're tucked away. They're not in the main bathroom because, you know, it's the, what is it they call it, the step of doom or the, the <laughs> no, not the step of doom, what is it? They, they could make you feel rubbish, you could feel top of the world and then you go on them and you just think, ah, why am I not worth anything? So they're like the, <clears throat> they're evil little, uh, evil little squares. Um, but I had like a, they, they've been like, it, it's all these little things that, you do and it's very significant but it's um like I was actually thinking like a few weeks ago I was like do you know I, I'm going to get rid of them and it's a weird thing because I've had them in my life for since I was all my life actually the scales have been in the bathroom all my life that was like a common thing but it's not actually like most a lot of people don't have scales but as I say the houses that I was around had always scales in the bathroom and um Every hand was riding on these scales. And I am going to get rid of the scales. And I feel like it'll be a significant shift and a moment in my life where I'm like putting my scales into the charity shop bag and I'm like, bye. And it's all those little things that are all little marks in your life. But you do have to like put the brakes on and question stuff because it's automatic and you don't even realise you're doing it sometimes. Um... So that that's my next step, um, but no. Over overall, I would say like I am much healthier, um, and I and I mean that in the sense of my brain, my head is so much healthier, and I feel like I've got the strength now to guide others and help other people, and you know I'm not a counsellor, um, but I have so many different little tricks, not tricks, but just so many bits of experience that I feel like I'm just naturally good with people anyway and I like to put it all out on the the paper and like help people work some stuff out um but yes yeah, it's, it's sometimes self-acceptance is easier said than done because as I say sometimes I'm like oh my god I love you so much like you are on you are just looking fine your hair, your eyes, your teeth, your body, like everything is amazing. And other days I'm like, oh no, I just I just want to be like a bit slimmer and stuff. But then I have to check myself with that because it's like, but you have to just accept that. Right, I, I can say that about myself, right? But... I have to balance that. I know that I can't go on diets or these um, extreme weight training programs that disguise themselves as, you know, weight training and um, 
whatever whatever these new diet programs, CrossFit programs disguise themselves as, you're going to eat lean and clean and it's all a lot of shit and it's all diets disguised and, oh, it's not a diet, it's not a diet because the X, Y and Z. If you're watching what you're eating and if you're exercising a certain amount of time, it's a diet. Whatever it's disguised as, you know, there's a reason that the diet industry makes billions of pounds a year because with fitness programs and diets they want you to feel rubbish and they want you to feel not good enough so that you give them your money and you pay them for happiness because they make you believe that if you give them your money and if you follow this program then you will not only have a better body, quotation marks, but you will be also given happiness. And all those things that you want to achieve in life, you'll be able to achieve because you'll look the way you've always wanted to look. But I'm here to tell you that's not true. Sometimes we could put weight loss on a pedestal. We can say... When, when we're starting to recognise that we're maybe feeling insecure and situations are not worthy enough, I know for me certainly it happened um, a lot of times before and I recognised that most recently when I was doing, uh, I was at drama school and I we were in the class and everybody was so lovely, it was a, a lovely, beautiful environment and I just, I remember us standing in the line and I had, you know, I was very healthy and very happy. And this is why I recognised it because I started to have like self-doubt and comparison and feeling not good enough. And this little voice came in my head saying, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight because you'll be better when you lose weight. If you lose weight, you'll feel like you deserve to be here. And I had to totally put the brakes on because I was like, okay, thank you for that thought in my head, but that's not true because I deserve to be here just as I am. And I know that by striving to lose a few pounds to become worthy is lies. And you're only a thought, you're not real. So... I then switched that to, you're worthy, you're really good at this, you deserve to be here. So I always try and flip any of those little negative thoughts with empathy, with self-love, with like my own cheerleader. And I'm here to tell you as well that you can do what you want to do, anything in life, exactly as you are right now. Because there's only one of you and the world needs to hear your voice. Okay, my angels. Well, that is the end of season one. Oh, I feel quite sad, actually. I've really enjoyed doing this podcast and I, yeah, I feel I feel quite sad that it's done, but I'm proud of myself for finally getting it together and um 
and sharing everything so I yeah it's a proud moment as well as a sad moment that's done but I will come back uh, with a Christmas episode I hope you all enjoyed Halloween and you know that will be the shops selling all the baubles getting all the red and white out the tinsel um I will be back for a Christmas episode and if you have enjoyed this podcast if you haven't done so already please subscribe if you can leave me a review that would be so wonderful and uh, a rating if you've enjoyed it um all the support I'm getting has been right really good and it makes me want to come back and do a season two to continue speaking out talking up and sharing so I wish you all lots of love health and happiness take care of yourselves be kind and I'm gonna go now lots of love bye